Hey everyone, it's time for another live look at the astrology. My name is Katie Sweepin, and this is your look at the astrology for October 24th through 30th, 2022. So I'll set the start, and then my dog started barking and had to wait. So I know we're getting a slightly late start for today, but not, not too late. But if you are watching live, do say hello. Let me know how you're doing. How are you feeling these eclipse energies? Because this is a powerful week. We've got a lot to talk about. Speaking of a lot to talk about, if you joined me for my webinar this weekend, um, I did a webinar on the eclipses of October and November of 2022. I do an eclipse webinar every, every six months because eclipses happen every six months. And it's really good for us to understand how they are these very important markers in time. And yes, they can sort of bend and twist and turn our life and maybe send us in a different direction. But if you joined me for my Eclipse webinar, whether you watched it live or you watched it on the replay, I ended up speaking for nearly three hours. I have no idea how that's possible other than the fact that we had a lot to get through. And we're going to touch a little bit on the eclipses today because tomorrow, October 25th, is a solar eclipse in Scorpio. Yes, we are in Scorpio season. I, you know, I'm like writing about the eclipse and I'm like writing about the fact that it's Scorpio season. And I'm like, it for me, Scorpio season just feels like something that's a few months away. And I'm just I was like, hey, it's October. H how did this happen? I'm like, where am I? Like, how did, how did we get to Scorpio season already? But... I guess time is flying per usual. If you are watching live, do say hello. Let me know where you're watching from. Even if you're not watching live, it's always fun to see where everybody is. And if you know who I am, I'm here in the New York City area, just right outside in New Jersey. And every week we gather live to talk about the astrology. This is your friendly cosmic weather report. But as you hear me say, week in and week out, the astrology is 50%. You are the other 50%. That's the thing about eclipse season. It kind of is this time where it reminds us that there's things that we have control over and there's things that we don't have control over. And that's a maybe it's a really good segue into Scorpio season. And, you know, the D word uh, death uh, makes people nervous. And, and I'm saying this as a Scorpio and Scorpio is a sign you have to really appreciate it where it sits both in the in the wheel of seasons, but also in the wheel of the zodiac. It is the second water sign, and it acts as a bridge, a bridge between one state and another. Now we have a water sign, Cancer, that's sort of this bridge that brings us into emotional bond, emotional connection, family, home, past, memory. The bridge when we get to Scorpio, it's bridging relationships. It's the sense of intimacy, vulnerability, the things that happen between two people behind closed doors. The things that even happen in the room with the therapist when you're really opening up and revealing something. And it's a very intimate space. It's a very vulnerable space, but it's also a sign that, you know, if you're here in the Northeast of the United States like I am, and maybe even other parts of the world, this is the time when the light, uh, you know, the daylight gets shorter, the nights get longer, the days get colder. And if you look out your window, maybe you will see that the leaves are starting to change color. As beautiful as it is, it is a sign of decay. It's another D word. 
decay. That's it's it's like to appreciate that not everything in life lasts. Everything has a life cycle, whether it's the seasons, whether it's different moments in our life, whether it is an actual life that we don't always stay here forever and to appreciate the the natural passage of time the natural passage of cycles and even our own relationship with Scorpio in every moment and that's the thing about Scorpio is that the moon will spend two to three days in Scorpio out of the month so it's not a sign that we are unfamiliar with and you know for for this time of year spooky season uh it's a time when the veil is thin if you look at the zodiac wheel we are in the midpoint almost the midpoint between the autumn equinox i realize this is very northern hemisphere biased but the autumn equinox and and the winter solstice and that midpoint is typically when we celebrate halloween and once upon a time halloween used to line up with the midpoint of of Scorpio 15 Scorpio but because of precession of the equinoxes it's not in alignment anymore and November 1st is no longer around the degree of 15 degrees but we celebrate Halloween uh, October 31st All Souls Day November 1st Day of the Dead so different cultures in different places they they know that the veil is thinner that sense of water and that sense of connection between this side and the other side and so we feel our ancestors we feel our loved ones we honor especially if that's your culture we honor the passing of our loved ones and that's the thing that we do we we celebrate death in order to more appreciate life scorpio is a fixed sign uh, the fixed signs include taurus uh, leo scorpio aquarius these four signs that are what's called the the fixed cross and the fixed cross talks about our manifested world both the material scorpio taurus taurus is fertility rebirth it's fresh flowers it's the pleasure of life and then there's death with scorpio it's decay it's endings it's the, the natural endings that prepare us for a new life cycle back when the sun gets back to Taurus but then you have the energies of spirit you have the fire and the air that breathes life into our physical reality so these are four very powerful signs of course every sign in the zodiac is powerful in its own way but it's, you know it's really good to understand the the fixed cross especially as we get to the season and it does bring up a lot of emotions and insecurities and fears about our mortality and sort of getting us to reflect on that things are uh fleeting you know the the fact that i feel like it was just a, a five or six weeks ago i was sitting at the pool what happened now it's like cold and rainy it happens it happens so quickly so yeah the sun went into scorpio yesterday october 23rd um just uh after uh i think i can't remember venus went into scorpio first but sun and venus are tracking each other right now venus is in scorpio traditionally venus is not at home in scorpio is what's called its detriment um i have venus and scorpio venus and scorpio retrograde but there is this whatever whatever planet is retrograde especially if it's a personal planet and whether it's when you were born or in the sky right now i realize venus is not retrograde but it's a time or rather it's a lesson around working on that planet that said venus and scorpio is a time when we have to look at relationships 
Venus through the lens of Scorpio, intimacy, vulnerability, obsession, power, trust, control, manipulation, abuse. And I'm really, I'm, I'm, I'm putting in some strong words there, but that's, you know, every sign of the Zodiac has two sides. It has the side that constructs and it has the sign that destructs. And it's okay. That's just the natural duality of life. That's what Scorpio says, that life is duality. We have light, we have dark. This is a season to work on your shadow, but the, the shadow side of Scorpio can be really dark. It's when you get into, let's say, the not so helpful side of life or even the not so helpful side of relationships. That said, Venus and Scorpio, it it's, can be seductive. It is powerful. It's sexy. But it's also a planet that really values trust and intimacy and vulnerability. My joke about Venus and Scorpio is that I can't trust you unless I see you bleed. Sorry, little Scorpio joke. So yeah, we're in this new season. Um, Saturn just turned direct, also turned direct October 23rd, had a lot of things going on yesterday. And now that Saturn is direct, we're in one of those points in the year where we are building and constructing realigning making uh, commitments getting serious about things um there's sort of this mentality when when a planet is retrograde especially saturn retrograde we can't do anything it's just receptive instead of active but now saturn is active and it turned uh, direct in what's called a square to uranus so I want you all to go back and, and think about certain dates and in your own time. Of course, um, February, I think it was February 17th of 2021, June 14th of 2021, and December 24th of 2021. Maybe not necessarily exactly on those days, but around that period, that is when we have the three Saturn-Uranus squares. And this is energy where you have Saturn, which is about the structures of life, the boundaries of life, the form of life. And then you have Uranus, which honestly doesn't care. All it needs, it's an evolutionary planet. All it wants is growth and evolution. So as we had these really intense shifts and transformations in 2021, but then now we have eclipses and we have eclipses that are activating Saturn square Uranus. And while we're not, the Saturn direct is not a Saturn, an exact Saturn square Uranus. It might as well, it's like the honorary fourth Saturn square Uranus because it's one degree orb before being really technical about it. So we're going into a week that is the start of a new season. Um, we have a solar eclipse in Scorpio on October 25th, tomorrow, Tuesday. We have the energies of Saturn square Uranus, which is pushing and pulling at, remember how I said Aquarius, Saturn's in Aquarius and Taurus, uh, Uranus is in Taurus. These are two of the four fixed signs that this sort of this idea of these really primal alchemical forces are pushing and pulling at our life this week. The thing about eclipses is that we don't always see it right away, but the seed is there. And maybe we saw it a month ago. It's very common to start to see the eclipses per to present themselves a month before, especially as the moon starts to hit the, the eclipse degrees, in this case, the fixed signs. Maybe you saw it back in August when we were at the midpoint of the eclipses. Maybe you'll see it in December, maybe in February when we reach the, the next midpoint of the eclipses. But the seed is there. And the seed is going to be at two degrees of Scorpio. That's the degree of the solar eclipse. If you have planets at that uh, degree, 
It means something about that part of your life is changing. How is it changing? I don't know. And maybe it's your midheaven. Maybe it's your career. Maybe it's relationships. Maybe it's your home environment and, and you're going to move. I, or maybe you're, you didn't think you're going to move. But it's hard to say because eclipses, they're pushing along a narrative. But the thing that we can get a little bit of a hint at is to go back to February, June, and December of 2021. Also go back March. I'm going to say it again. May 2018, March 2019, May 15th. March 6, 2019. These two dates were the start of Uranus and Taurus. And that opened up a chapter that in a way is coming to a head this week or around this week. It's kind of crazy to think that seeds planted or a story that began four years ago, almost five years ago, four and a half years ago, are playing out this week in 2022. That's because we have eclipses, and then two weeks from now, we're going to have a lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 8th. That lunar eclipse is exactly on, or just about exactly on Uranus. So this is a week to really open our eyes. It's a lunar month. The lunar month will take us into um, the end of November. It's a lunar month to really open up our eyes, see things from different perspectives, reinvent something that's not working, get out of our comfort zone. Um, that's especially Scorpio. It's a sign that says that there is a lot of material and value in getting uncomfortable. And sometimes we need to get out of our safe zone. And that's where the growth and that's where the magic happens. And that's where Scorpio sort of says that the sort of fine line between growth and being uncomfortable and then just suffering. So don't suffer. Just make sure that you sort of can find that edge and, and not go over it. And so to kind of see again, to kind of see what's been the story that's been unfolding. Um, and, and when you see it, when you see the thread, it's actually pretty magical. Um, when we go through each of the 12 signs, I'll, we will kind of do, of course, a quick synopsis about what this area is. Um, shameless plug, if you want more, and this is what the three hour webinar was about, you can go to my show notes and it's the eclipses of October and November 2022. There's even a clip. Um, you can watch a 13 minute clip also in the show notes or go to my website, empoweringastrology.com. So we got that going on. Um, and then what else we got going on? We have Jupiter going back into Pisces. So, you know, it's, Jupiter has kind of, I think, been a little bit, at least my, which is hysterical because Jupiter rules my chart, and a little bit in the rearview mirror because there's been so much going on with Saturn and Uranus and the eclipses and some other things. Mars, um, that yeah, Jupiter has been kind of hanging out in Aries since May 13th of 2022. I be I can't remember when it turned retrograde. I think it was this summer or you know winter if you're in, in the Southern Hemisphere. But Jupiter goes back to Pisces this week, it goes back on uh, October 28th, and it will be in Pisces until December 20th. Jupiter first went into Pisces in, um, I think it was June, May, June of 2021. I'm sorry, guys, I'm blanking on the date. And we had this period of Jupiter kind of going in and out of Pisces. It went back into Pisces. Um, I think it was the end of last year in Pisces this year up until May. And then it went back or it was in Aries. And 
So now we've got to go back and sort of wrap up a story from 2021 when Jupiter first went to Pisces. I think that was May 2021, um, maybe June. And as we're wrapping things up, what is Jupiter in Pisces? Well, what is Jupiter? Jupiter is a planet that opens up our eyes. It sort of opens us up to the world, whether it's through education, travel. There is a need to make sense and to make meaning with Jupiter. And Jupiter, um, especially if you're learning astrology, people always say, oh, it's the planet of growth. And that's one of those little soapbox things that I have about astrology. I was like, what does that mean? You're just repeating a word that you read in a book. Growth means that we need to seek and explore. We need to understand our world, the world around us, but we also need to understand the world within us. And that's Jupiter and Pisces. There's the other side, Jupiter and Sagittarius, or Jupiter as the ruler of Sagittarius. This is the, I'm going to get the answers to life outside of me. Religion, tr travel, philosophy, uh, you know, a sense of right and wrong, a need to sort of make meaning. Jupiter and Pisces, I'm going to find the answers to life inside of me. And the thing is about Jupiter and Pisces is that the answers that we find, they are, these are the answers that nobody can take away from us. They're very subjective. You have a feeling, a premonition, a, a, a light bulb goes off. You have a vision, you have a dream, and you suddenly understand something that you no book or no person could have taught you and that's that sense of like inner knowing inner wisdom this is the the jupiter of of mysticism and spirituality which mysticism and spirituality is the beating heart of religion these are just two halves of the whole but for the for, for all of us i think there's a need to really go into these deeper existential spaces over the next two months. It's gonna be a kind of a quick in and out if you think about it. Um, but yeah, to kind of, you know, to the best that we can answer some of these deeper existential questions. And I can assure you, um, and maybe this is good because it's Scorpio season, Pisces is a water sign, Scorpio is a water sign, is that these are answers that are not found in the mind. I, I know this because a lot of you are my clients. Um, it's it's we are so used to trying to understand reality just from the mental and i can assure you again that we have to let go of the mind let go of this need to completely always analyze and but at the same time surrender maybe that's you know a good segue into mars so the other thing that's happening this week is Mars is going to go into Gemini. Wait, like, let me rephrase that. Mars is going to turn retrograde in Gemini. Kind of got ahead of myself because Mercury does change signs. We'll go back to Mercury. Mars turns retrograde in Gemini. So if you remember back on October, October, geez, August 20th, Mars went into Gemini. And I said to you at that time, Mars isn't going to leave Gemini for seven months. When typically it's about five or six weeks. And you're like, wow, Katie, why, why is Mars spending so much time in Gemini? It's because Mars is going to turn retrograde which it will this week, October 30th, Sunday, October 30th. And it's going to be retrograde until January 12th. And then it's going to turn direct. And then it's going to finally leave Gemini on uh, March 25th of 2023. That's seven months. So 
First, what's Mars? Mars is the action, drive, and power of the of the chart of the sky. Wherever Mars is, that's what motivates us. That's what what sort of our focal point is and what drives us. So Mars and Gemini, we are driven to communicate, to express, to get curious, to think and listen and learn, to move, to shake. Mars and Gemini, it can be a little bit of a restless placement. It's also a very quick um, mouth, um, very quick mind. Uh, and sometimes Mars and Gemini can be very knee-jerk reaction, especially when it communicates. There is no, let's say, diplomacy with Mars. Mars is just very focused. It knows what it wants, it goes and gets it. The other side, uh, Mars, uh, opposite Mars is Venus, you know, it's in, in the rulership and Venus reminds us that we have to negotiate. We can't always just bulldoze our way through life. So Mars and Gemini, Mars retrograde in Gemini, it means that there, we have this two month period, two and a half month period, where we have to take a second look at how we communicate. We have to maybe not think quickly, act quickly. And sometimes we will say things and do things without really contemplating and taking consciousness of how our choices and actions are impacting others. And so that's what the retrograde period is that we have to take a second look at our relationship with the power of our voice, the power of our choices. It's the other thing, Gemini is the sign of choice. It makes us aware that life is a multitude of choices, a myriad of choices, and that we can try everything, but is that always helpful? We have to sort of sit with the things that we are choosing whether we are not allowing ourselves curiosity, sometimes we get stuck in our ways, or we are way not focused at all, because Mars and Gemini can be a little bit all over the place. But you know, everything in moderation, uh, maybe that's a good uh, way of looking at Mars and Gemini. And there's a deeper relationship that's happening, again, with power, with choice, with action, and how do we bring awareness and consciousness and do our collective karmic work while Mars is retrograde. Typically, we can't really push forward when Mars is retrograde. It's like life is pumping the brakes a little bit. It's like, mm, are you sure you want that? Are you sure you really want to go after that? Maybe think about if there's a better option. Doesn't mean we have to, you know, stand still in our tracks. It just means that we have to be a little bit more aware, a little bit more discerning, a little bit more cautious in a way. Mars, it's going to turn retrograde in what's called a square to Neptune. And this is energy that's built into the solar eclipse of October 25th. So it says that, you know, we have a solar eclipse, number one, the, the solar eclipse opens up a six month chapter, this is going to take us all the way to April 20th of 2023 with the Aries solar eclipse. That six month chapter is through the lens of Scorpio, intimacy, vulnerability, the psyche, trust, power, control, money, finance, benefits, inheritances, legacies. These are all Scorpio words, decay, rebirth, transformation. This is going to be different, mean different things to different people. Each and every one of us is going to have different experiences with this energy, especially based on our own astrology. Inside of that framework of time is seated the energies of Saturn square Uranus. Things may look very different in some corner of your life by the time you get to next April. 
this is where I'm like, go back and look at these points in 2021 to see if you start to see a little bit of a theme or a little bit of continuity. Then there's Mars retrograde and Mars square Neptune. So we have within this framework of time, Mars square Neptune, or I'm sorry, Mars retrograde. So it says we're doing this deep Scorpio work, but it's through the lens of Mars retrograde. So we've got to go back to something that maybe is unconscious, that we're not looking at and we're not seeing and we're not owning. Mars square, Neptune. Here's the thing about Neptune. I think this is one of the hardest things about <clears throat> Scorpio right now. And especially, you know, we're all going through Scorpio season two now. And then this eclipse. Scorpio is a sign that by its nature wants to be in control. Because to be in control is to be in control of the forces of life. It's to be safe. We always think about Scorpio as a sign of release. And I'm like, well, Scorpio will re release when it's good and ready to release on its own terms. But that said, Mars is square Neptune. And this is where Scorpio and by extension us, we have to be at peace with the things that we can't control. That's why I said that sadly astrology is 50%. You're the other 50%. But there are times in our life where it doesn't really feel like you know, the astrology is really driving the, the narrative. <clears throat> so how do we be at peace? I have a client. She's at, she's really, you know, being at peace with the things that she can't control. And it feels different. It's, it's a palpable shift. And maybe that's a good re uh, reminder for, for all of you to really, how do you try to find peace? And we can get really angry and frustrated and want to go, you know, beat something up, so to speak, because something's not going our way. And there are things in life that you can't control. For example, death. I'm using the D word again. Um, and, and that's okay. And, and maybe it's not okay, but it's okay. And how do we be at peace with the things that we can't control? We can't control the weather. We can't control the forces of life. We can't control the forces of death. We can't control these things that are just so much bigger than our ego. And I think that that's a lot of Saturn, not Saturn, Mars square Neptune, wherever Neptune is, that area is spiritual work. So whatever this need to find peace, surrender, healing, um, letting go, it's part of our soul work, our personal soul work, our collective soul work. And maybe you've had loss in your life. Maybe you have lost somebody and you're not at peace. So how do you spend Scorpio season or even let's say the next six months really trying to, to cultivate that sense of peace? What is peace? Peace is like if life is a seesaw, you are standing exactly in the middle point, except that middle point comes from within. Peace will never come from outside. It has to come from within first. Maybe that's the hardest lesson with this eclipse. So just as a reminder, solar eclipse tomorrow, uh, two degrees of Scorpio, it's going to be at 649 a.m. Eastern here in the United States and you know, the East Coast of the United States where I am. Um, and it's a it's a powerful solar eclipse. It's got a lot of, you know, deep meditative feelings in it, a lot of existential questions. And uh, for a lot of us, we're at a turning point, especially if you are a fixed sign, which I'll go through them in the moment. Finally, just, you know, kind of putting this in there, Mercury also changes signs this week. It's, it's been in Libra ever since it returned after its retrograde. 
And now it's going to go into Scorpio. And Mercury in Scorpio is the classic detective and it can obsess about the details and whatever it says. And it's going to be modifying. <clears throat> it's going to be modifying Mars retrograde. It's like whatever we say, maybe it's a really powerful truth because there, there's no BS with Mercury in Scorpio. It get really to the heart of what is true and real. So I'm sure we'll have much more to talk about next week. Like I said, there's a lot of astrology going on. So let's look at the astrology in the next uh, for the, the next uh, for the 12 signs. Of course, listen for your sun sign and your rising sign. Listen for both. Both are, are, are telling you about the time in your life and you can overlap and synthesize those two points of data. So Aries. Aries. So your planet is Mars. And as we've been talking about, it's in Gemini, and it's going to be in Gemini until March of 2023. But the feature of this time, especially this week, is that Mars turns retrograde, it's turned retrograde at 25 degrees of Gemini in what's called a square to Neptune. So Mars is your planet, you're the you're the you're the sign of action and drive and leadership and power. And a Mars retrograde means that over the next two and a half months, you have to take a second look at your relationship with power. Maybe it's time to rest. And that's the thing. And, and we can't always, the tide can't always go out. It, it has to pull in. We can't, everything can't always be active. We have to rest. And maybe, maybe that's the hard thing is that life is reminding you that you have to rest. You have to reflect. You have to go in. You can't always full throttle go forward like you wanted to Aries and Mars is score Neptune and you have to make peace with it you have to align your desires with the desires of something greater than yourself and interestingly enough this is all in advance of Saturn's arrival in Pisces I'm getting really ahead of myself in March of 2023 and that's going to be a deeper process about letting go and going within and releasing and sort of divesting yourself of an old life. And maybe Mars square Neptune is preparing you for that. That said, uh, speaking of you know, divesting and going within, you're going to have a solar eclipse in what's called your eighth sign. And um, you know, the eighth sign you have to understand is that there's sort of this natural order and function to all the planets and, and all the signs and astrology. And there has to be a place for you to face yourself, for you to do the deep work. And that's Scorpio season for you. And typically, you would have a new moon in Scorpio, and that would really sort of mark the time and say it's time to really go within, to do your inner work, to face yourself, to maybe work with a therapist, to transform. But this is a solar eclipse. And a solar eclipse makes it more acute, more of, of something that you have to do. And see what's coming up for you around this time aries the emotions the feelings the insecurities the vulnerabilities the trust issues all of this touches on relationships especially as you know venus is in scorpio venus is with the eclipse you know something may be uh, coming up with in a relationship or with a partner and this is about um really releasing something or getting uncomfortable and i mean that in the best possible way aries Taurus, my my fellow fixed signs. So as I you know go back and listen to the introduction, because I talked a lot about the the power of fixed signs, the power 
of the uh, fixed cross. But that said, like this is a big deal eclipse for you, Taurus. And and as I was saying, um, and I have been saying, even in our previous updates together, this builds on a story that's been with you since May 2018, March 2019, when Uranus first went to Taurus. And then fast forward 2021, you have these three Saturn Uranus squares in February and June and December of 2021. You had a, a lunar eclipse in Taurus back in November of 2021. It's like, feels like it's like building up to this. You're in a period of your life that's about reinvention of self, reinvention of direction. And then, you know, the fact that you're having a solar eclipse in Scorpio, even the reinvention of relationships. This means different things to different Tauruses. Um, it could be a shift in your primary partnership. It could be a shift in how you open up and interact with people in general. And maybe it's the, the solar eclipse is heralding a new relationship or even like a new phase in, in a relationship. But this is one of those weeks and honestly one of those uh, periods where it's like everything is sort of hitting on the four corners of your life and it's a lot. So how do you take care of yourself, Taurus? How do you feel safe? How do you get grounded? You just had Saturn turn direct in your 10th, so it's about your professional life and really getting clear about what you want to be when you grow up and then you've got you know, the, the stuff with relationships and people and power and control and intimacy and vulnerability. It's a lot. Mars is your relationship planet. It is turning retrograde in Gemini. So there's sort of this deeper question about value, security, self-worth, money, income, um, material stability that's maybe coming up between you and a partner. Gemini. So Mars has been in your sign since August 20th. And that's kind of a lot of hot energy for you, Gemini. And maybe uh, you've had a lot to say since August. And maybe not always in the most diplomatic tone. But that's the thing about Mars is that it's not always the greatest diplomat. But what it is, is courageous. And it's brave. And it wants to lead. And it doesn't uh, want to wait around. It's incredibly impatient. And Maybe you've needed Mars and Gemini. Maybe there's things you've had to say that you haven't been able to say. And Mars is like kind of taking off a little bit the sensor. Um, but Mars turning retrograde means that you're going to have this period from, uh, gosh, the 30th of October all the way until January 12th, where you need to take a second look at how you act, how you react, the choices that you're making, how you're using their, your voice. So we're talking about Mars and there's sirens outside like you know um and maybe not be as hot-headed or maybe call the fire department um because you're on fire gemini um but or maybe with mars square neptune it's sort of learning to be at peace with the things that you can't control despite the fact that mars is running hot in your sign um that sad mercury your planet i know lots like gemini this is all these sirens are just for you gemini um mercury your planet leaves libra and it goes into scorpio and scorpio is your sixth sign of the zodiac and this is a time where you know over the next couple of weeks you're gonna really um focus on your health your wellness getting your life sorted and organized um 
and apparently taking care of some personal fires. And that's, you know, maybe there's something to be said about that. And especially a good segue to the eclipses, Gemini. Um, you know, eclipse energy can feel like everything is on fire. Everything is happening all at once. And um, maybe, you know, you need, you need some... Jersey, Jersey is on fire tonight. That's the problem being near a, a major roadway. Everything is just fire trucks. But uh, yeah, Gemini, yeah, maybe it's how you feel. You know, maybe that's the thing with Mercury and Scorpio at this time is that you have to do some strategic planning, um, you know, as Mars really heats things up in your life. I remember when Mars was, you know, in, in, in Sagittarius and then it turned retrograde. This was a few years ago. And I, I like, I had so much to say and I did not care. I like just felt, told everybody how I felt and I was a little bit of a jerk. Um, and then Mars turned retrograde and I was just like, hmm, maybe I shouldn't be a jerk. So maybe that makes sense to you, Gemini. Finally, Scorpio, you are having a solar eclipse in something called your six. So I'm gonna put on my traditional astrologer hat for a moment. When you have a solar eclipse in your six, you really want to watch your health and your wellness. This, you know, being Scorpio, Scorpio is a water sign. Maybe you need to take a second look at your emotional health and your psychology. Look, wow, Gemini, really the, 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 the alerts are happening for you. Take care of your health. Get your checkups. Not a doctor. Can't tell you what to do. Um, but a, a traditional way of looking at this is that you need to really take action take care of your physical life this can mean making positive lasting changes in diet health wellness even changes in how you organize your day and how you live your life and and work and projects yeah i'm sure everything's okay it's just you know new york by extension new jersey just being 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 loud but yeah there you go gemini it's definitely not my building. Trust me, if I have a modern building, there would be like, uh, they have like a loudspeaker of the fire department and they would tell me to get out. And so, yeah, don't worry. Um, cancer. Cancer. So where to begin? Um, let's start with the Scorpio solar eclipse. This solar eclipse is happening in something called your fifth sign. So over the next six months, this is really bringing up these larger themes around identity, self-expression, creativity. And it's a good time, and especially cancer, after everything you've been through, Saturn has been in your eighth, to get back to that spark of life. Get back to what makes you, you. Have fun. We don't always think about Scorpio and fun in the same breath but you know scorpio is your fifth sign and sort of that that sort of intense creative alchemy that even you cancer can have access to so how do you prioritize yourself over the next six months it's been like i said there's a lot of things been going on with you cancer mars is your planet of career it is turning retrograde so this is just for you to sort of put in the back of your head it's turning retrograde in gemini so there's this maybe a story that's going on about your direction in life how you align with things maybe the things that you need to let go you know sometimes we have a little bit of ego around prestige and the title that we have to have and the recognition that we have to have and maybe there's a deeper thing that you need to reflect and meditate on cancer it's like is this really important is the title important is the recognition important is the prestige important what is important what do you bring with you? So Mars will turn um, 
retrograde in what's called a square to, to, to Neptune. And it's a little bit of a time to search your soul and to sort of figure out what you believe in and what you stand for. And, and one of the sort of deeper values, you know, cancer put out the fire, but these deeper values that we all have, and maybe we don't always stand up for what we believe in or, or make our professional life align with our spiritual values. But that could be something that you're navigating uh, cancer. Um, Leo, hopefully I didn't miss any signs. Uh, Leo, so fixed sign. I was talking about this in the introduction, so it's worth um, rewatching. You know, the fixed signs are about the sort of these really alchemical forces of life and creation. And Leo, you are the sign of the sun. You're the sign of the, you know, the solar creativity, the spark of life, the spark of the divine in life. And here you have an eclipse in your fourth. So the fourth forms the base of the charts about home and family. It's your living situation. A very traditional way of looking at this eclipse is that over the next six months, there's a change in your residence, a change in your household, or change with your family. Somebody moves in, somebody moves out. Sometimes somebody moving in is a partner, it's a baby, um, or it's a time to really focus on family. You do have Mars, the ruler of that eclipse. It's in your 11th. So there's sort of this either a push or pull that's about friends and community or friends that are like family or family that are like friends or how you align with the future. Maybe if you and your family members are actually looking towards the future in the same way, maybe, you know, sort of having to find peace if there's differences. You know, that said, um, it is Scorpio season for you. So it's time to really go within to get your needs met to kind of nest and take care of what really matters. But you may feel that push and pull between the, the world, but also your inner emotional needs. This is a time where you're two weeks away from a lunar eclipse in your 10th. And so this is where you might be seeing changes in your professional life. Uh, maybe the spotlight's on you. Maybe you get recognition. Um, maybe uh, there's a job change. I'm kind of, you know, I, I, I do not really talk about politics, but I'm kind of watching what's happening in other countries right now and like who is out and who is in. And I'm like, wow, somebody's a Leo. Hmm. Somebody is a Taurus. Hmm. So this is why a lot of things are happening with fixed signs at the moment. Sort of, you know, life is going like this a little bit for the fixed signs. Um, but that said, um, you know, that's sort of where a lot of this big changes. And so with also Saturn square Uranus, which I forgot to mention, there's something coming up about relationships. Do keep in mind, Leo, that you are in a period of your life where you've been building and constructing partnership in a relationship, deconstructing partnership in a relationship if something's not working, making commitments to other people. Maybe it's a serious relationship. Maybe it's just relationships in general, but there's something that's really possibly shaking up and shifting with relationships, but also sort of this greater need to reinvent your place in the world, your career, your direction. What do you want to be when you grow up, uh, Leo? It's time to start to get a bit clear about that. Virgo. Virgo. So first, we'll just start with the fact that your planet is Mercury. It's leaving Libra this week. So it's been this time to really focus on your material life, material stability, material security. It's going to go into Scorpio. 
later this week and so for the next few weeks after that you're really focusing on voice communication strategizing planning getting to the bottom of a mystery talking about the things that are the things we don't typically talk about mercury and scorpio can be a bit obsessive about the details might choke about virgo is that it's a secret scorpio because it wants to be in control of any of everything of anything everything so maybe that sense of like how you are in control of life what you are planning how do you maybe with mars square neptune how do you let things get a little bit messy virgo or maybe not be so all over the details for example but you are going to have a solar eclipse in your third and over the next six months this puts a focus on your education your mind the things you write the things you say the third is the part of the chart that really does talk about how we sort of take in our immediate environment you know we we learn we read we communicate we get curious we travel it's we're in our neighborhood um and maybe just by extension you have a lot to say over the next six months it is a scorpio eclipse so either the, these are the things that you don't typically talk about or the things that really have a little bit of a sharp edge to them but with maybe mars square neptune you're you're softening the energy a little bit uh you know mars is in gemini for you and, and gemini is your career sign so when mars turns retrograde on the 30th there's something about either going on your professional life or the direction that you've been taking your life in or the duties and responsibilities that you typically carry and i think with mars core neptune you ha you have to factor in other people maybe in some of your decision process and maybe it's not all about what you want and sort of that uh negotiation that we all have to do and sometimes the sacrifices that we have to make so see what is coming up for you virgo this week um Libra see I didn't forget not like last week uh Libra so it's not your birthday birthday season anymore um Scorpio season is your what's called your second sign so you have you had these new beginnings with your birthday and now it's time to sort of take uh, your, your life and things start to come together and take form and take shape and to really focus on your material life material security um, to really you know invest in things for example and so maybe you're questioning Libra like what do I need like what do I need in order to feel safe and secure especially now that Venus your planet is in Scorpio this eclipse is really pinging off especially with these the lunar eclipse and Taurus on November 8th these sort of deeper themes around value worth trust security openness intimacy finance assets and so maybe you're really in the the thick of things right now and sometimes a uh, solar eclipse in the second from a very traditional standpoint is the purchase of something and with the eighth maybe it's assets maybe you need a bank loan for it maybe it's an investment so it's really around money and security right now for you libra with uh saturn square uranus in the mix you know saturn is the planet that talks about home and family so maybe this is kind of shaking some things up in the home environment maybe there's a move maybe there's something going on with a family member uh do keep in mind libra that this is a time when a lot of deeper emotional material has been coming up for you to sort of face yourself and look at your inner saboteur 
Lastly, Mars turns retrograde in Gemini. Mars is your relationship planet. And maybe this is a sort of a two and a half uh, month period where you and a partner or you and somebody else have to look at things a little bit differently. Mars is in your ninth, and the ninth is, is a lot about how we see the world and sort of what we think is true and not true. And maybe you and a partner or you and somebody else are not on the same page. Maybe there's a deeper story around conviction and truth and, you know, how do we negotiate? How do we see eye to eye? How do we make sure that we're on the same page? But maybe with Mars turning retrograde, there's a lot of opinions coming up. Mars is square Neptune. So I would just say, uh, Libra, pick your battles and pick them wisely. Scorpio. Happy birthday, Scorpio. Here we are. Good Lord. How did this happen? Um, how another year went by. But um, to have a solar eclipse in your sign, it's a big deal. Um, in fact, this is the only solar eclipse in the series. You will have lunar eclipses. You've had a lunar eclipse May 16th. The solar eclipse says over the next six months, this is a time, honestly, into the uh, into next birthday season, it's a time of new beginnings. If your birthday is the 25th, plus or minus a couple of days, it's a powerful new year for you. And typically, the year that you are having is going to look very different than what was before. It means different things for, for different people. But you are in the spotlight, Scorpio, uh, sort of life is pivoting, it's a time of new beginnings. These are new beginnings that are also about relationship. Do keep in mind that a lot of this is pinging off of Uranus and Taurus. You're going to have a full moon in Taurus, lunar eclipse in Taurus on November 8th. And a lot of the big changes that have to happen in evolutionary changes that have to happen in how you connect with people, how you open up and how you let go of your guard. Mars is in Gemini and Gemini is your eighth sign. And so it's a little bit of an intense time for Scorpio right now, in addition to everything that's going on. And Mars retrograde in Gemini means you have to go into the deepest parts of yourself to go into your unconscious, to go into anything that is unhealed that you project onto other people, especially in relationships. Mars square Neptune reminds you that you cannot control everything, Scorpio. Try as you might, you cannot control everything. So how do you let go? How do you release? How do you surrender? How do you heal the deepest parts of yourself, Scorpio? It is a really um, intense time. And so you know, maybe you need to talk to somebody. Maybe you need a therapist. Maybe you need a counselor or even a trusted advisor. You know, Neptune is in your fifth. And so there's this deeper sense around who are you and who are you not? And, and maybe even the not so nice parts of you, we all have it. But how do you again, let go, release and surrender. That said, Scorpio, life is taking a turn this week. And maybe it's not obvious at first, but certainly it will be obvious, um, probably in the not so distant future. Sagittarius, your planet Jupiter is changing signs this week. It goes into back to Pisces on um, oh, January on um, October 28th. Uh, Pisces is what's called your fourth sign. And I want you to go back, Sag, and, and look what was happening in 2021. And even in the first few months of 2022, it was a lot about your home environment really 
making a home, being rooted and grounded and planted. Um, and maybe you made a move back in 2021. And maybe you should pay attention to those periods when Jupiter was in Pisces, because Saturn's going to go there in March of 2023. So I feel like Jupiter in a way is really advancing um, for uh, Saturn's time in Pisces next year. So it is about home. It is about family. It is about the things that really matter. It is about, you know, making sure that your uh, emotional life, your inner life gets nourished. That said, you have a solar eclipse in your 12th. To have a solar eclipse in your 12th, one way of looking at it is that you've sort of reached the end of something. It's time to let go. It's the end of a journey and maybe even a great journey. You haven't had an eclipse, solar eclipse in, in Scorpio in a while. I think it was 2014. So maybe go back and look at that time just for reflection. The 12th represents the world that we can't see. It's either, even the self that we can't see, whether it's our unconscious self, our spirit, our higher self, our intuitive self. And so there's, it's a very deep and maybe even existential soulful time for you. And for those that you know really struggle to open up to something beyond this world, it's going to ask that you really surrender the ego because there is no space for the ego in the 12th. The 12th is where we, we really see the divide between our physical being and our non-physical being, for example. But Jupiter as your planet, you know, especially back in Pisces, a sign that it rules, makes you very philosophical. It makes you sort of question these deeper themes around faith and truth and meaning. Mars will turn retrograde in Gemini, which is your seventh sign. It's so much about other people, whether the arguments that you're in or sort of this need to really connect with people to be proactive about it. Mars turning retrograde may bring something up between you and another person. It may bring something up from the past between you and another person. Mars will be retrograde in Gemini until January 12th, and it will not leave Gemini until March 2023. Another thing is that to really see the shift with Mercury going into Scorpio later this week, since Mercury is both a career planet, but also your planet um, about relationships. Capricorn. So now that Saturn is direct Capricorn, Saturn turned direct on October 23rd. You're in sort of that last stretch before Saturn leaves Aquarius for Pisces in March of 2023. It's been so much about value and worth, the, the value and worth of the things that you own, the investments that you make, how you earn a living. Mars is square Uranus, so this is a week where things are, are continuing to shake up for you and maybe to redefine what you thought you valued before versus what you think you value now and this deeper evolution of self and self-expression that's been happening over the last four years. That said, Capricorn, you do have a solar eclipse in Scorpio, and Scorpio is your sign of friends, community, groups, social circle. Who are your people? Where do you belong? Your tribe, your sense of connection. And this is even a time that's talking about your, your, the, your view of the, of the future, the direction that your future takes. So over the next six months, there may be a change in your social circle. There may be a change in your community. Maybe it's time to connect with a new community or to build uh, connections and, and, and coalitions and maybe even to get involved in social issues and social causes. Mars, it is a major planet in your astrology. It rules home. It rules family. It does turn retrograde in Gemini on 
gosh, uh, on October 30th. And uh, Gemini for you uh, is what's called your sixth sign. So really pay attention to health and wellness around this time. Uh, as I think Mars typically can make you very workaholic-y when it's in this part of the chart, but it's also, it also has a lot of physical energy and it needs an outlet. That said, there's sort of this deeper meditation on surrender and the things that you have control over and the things that you don't have control over and maybe these sort of greater existential spiritual questions about the choices that you are making in life. Aquarius. Aquarius, so your planet is now direct and this is the home stretch before your planet uh, leaves Aquarius in March of 2023. So as it turned direct yesterday, October 23rd, it did so in a tight square to Uranus. So this might be a week of shakeups for you, Aquarius. And like I said, go back and you know, in the introduction, go back uh, and look at February of 2021, uh, June of 2021 and December, yes, 2021, last year, and see what were these common themes. Because it's like you're, you're fixed sign. You're used to things sort of being in a certain way, being a certain shape. And nothing has been locked down and shift or and sort of in place over the past couple of years. Everything has been shifting in a new direction. Part of it is to get you out of your own way, out of your own comfort zone. And how? what is the most radical thing you can do right now, Aquarius? Of course, you know, within reason. Um, but that said, you do have a Scorpio solar eclipse in your what's called your 10th, your sign of career, your professional life, the title after your name. And this is a time of new beginnings in your professional life. And maybe, you know, you are going off in a different direction. Maybe you are getting a new job or maybe there is a change in your position. Maybe this is a time to really um, go, you know, rethink, re-strategize your, your place in the world. Mars is turning retrograde. It's turning retrograde in your fifth. Yeah. And so there's sort of this greater sense of what do you want to do in the world? How does that reflect who you really are? These deeper questions around identity, self-expression, and really letting go of the things that you don't have control over, Aquarius. And, and maybe even these, these themes around value and worth and money and how you earn a living and what feels good and what doesn't feel good and how, does, how do things align up with your deeper spiritual values. Finally, Pisces. So Pisces, Jupiter, your planet, it leaves Aries where it's been since May and it goes back to Pisces. So maybe you recall 2021 and even parts of 2022 earlier this year, Jupiter was in Pisces. Now, this was a time of new beginnings, a new cycle. It was like launching yourself off on a new adventure. And maybe you had a lot of confidence or maybe you had this sort of like, yep, everything's going to work out. And, you know, you have been in a little bit of a new time with uh, Jupiter and Aries, but now it's back into Pisces. And so maybe you have to go back and retrace your steps to something in 2021 or even earlier this year in 2022. Jupiter will only be in Pisces for two months. So it's sort of this sort of quick in and out wrap up the story. It's not going to be back for 12 years or 11 and a half years. So this is, you know, this time of new beginnings, but maybe new beginnings where you have to go back and redo something or just reflect on something and see things from a new perspective. 
That said, a solar eclipse for you, Pisces, is in something called your ninth. And so this is a, a six-month period about really opening up your eyes to the world. This may include travel, foreign travel, long-distance travel, things that open up your mind, get you to see things, including education, higher education, or specialized education. This may be a period of time where you have opinions or need to cultivate opinions or maybe even cultivate your sense of philosophy, truth, and wisdom. This is an advance of a lunar eclipse and your third. So sort of the interplay between the ninth and the third is like, just don't be so sure that you know everything. A lunar eclipse in the third says it's time to get new perspective, new ideas, and new information. And always, you know, sort of weigh your options. That said, Mars is turning retrograde in Gemini, and Gemini is your fourth. So your home environment maybe not be the most, uh, maybe is not the most quiet at the moment. Mars in, in the fourth can typically get a little blustery, lots of movement, people coming in and out, maybe construction projects, or even a lot of noise, or even a lot of sirens. Um, but like earlier during during Gemini. But Mars, you know, maybe you're trying to move, maybe you have moved, maybe you do need to move. But there's a lot of sort of change and movement and i will say mars retrograde over the next uh, couple of months it's something coming up from the past maybe it's a deep emotion maybe it's a deep primal emotion what do you need what do you want i didn't get it mom dad didn't give it to me maybe that sort of infantile rage that can sometimes boil up for example well, that is your look at the astrology of October 24th through 30th, 2022. Yes, it's a eclipse week. Things are a bit crazy, like sirens, like earlier. Um, you know, don't worry, it's not my building. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, it's um, a lot's going on. So as always, take care of yourself. Um, that's the most important thing. It's to you know make sure that we take care of our nervous system, we get enough sleep because it's these it's sort of these. It's really like a portal of energy. It's like one part of time and another part of time are bending and sort of flexing in, into a new phase of time. Um, do check out my um, three-hour, nearly three-hour webinar on the eclipses of October and November. You can still get the replay, a lot of good information. It goes even deeper into each of the 12 signs, um, even sort of these bigger points about what eclipses are and how this is really a part of a much bigger story. So we can't look at these eclipses as just something for uh, October, November, but they're actually connected to something deeper. So it's in my show notes or go to empoweringastrology.com. It's there on my website and under webinars. Um, and um, yeah, um, I guess I'll see you all next week. You can follow me online, empoweringastrology.com. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Instagram, I'm on Spotify, I'm on YouTube. I appreciate you all every week. I know a lot of you are my clients or you or you, or you say to me, I feel like I know you. I see you every week, but um, we're all going to make it. We're all going to we're all going to get there and I'm sure we'll have uh, sto some stories to share next week. So, in the meantime, take care. Bye.